we turn our attention uh, back to the Rose of Tralee which got underway uh, last night the finale will be taking place uh, tonight at the Kerry Sports Academy uh, there has been though the usual kind of gnashing of teeth and uh, 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 debate on radio including here and on television and newspapers and around kitchen tables I'm sure about uh, the role and the function of the festival into the future Josh Crosby has been there uh, in Tralee for us uh, Josh anyone there sick of it? Well, definitely not here where it's taking place here and judging by the people I've met with anyway. So, yes, there is the commentary online, why this and why that. But the festival laps that up for the most part. It actually encourages it to some degree. You'll see Willie he reading out some of the funny tweets, poking fun at the traditional style of the event. But as we heard the chairman of the festival say in my report yesterday, it has stood the test of time and you can't really disagree with him on that. And looking around, there's still many years left in this. I was just up at a barbecue party for all the different roses and their Irish centres and the crack is 90. It could have been any time of the night. Then down the town, the shops are busy. It's very difficult to get any accommodation. So Many people in Tralee don't want to see any major changes with this festival. Don't fix it. Don't touch it. But, but it's good to reflect, I suppose, and and look ahead at, at what has been done to, to keep the event alive and how it can be freshened up. The introduction, I suppose, of a female host with Catherine Thomas has definitely brought a, a new element into the frame. It may reduce any of the concerns producers possibly have about the, the lovely girls competition image or, or feedback they receive. But last night when I was given my ticket for the event up at the um, MTU, I was I was walking down through the venue looking for my seat. And then it turned out I was sitting next to the first ever winner of the Rose of Tralee from 1959, Alice O'Sullivan. So we were there chatting away. She was telling me about all the changes that she's seen over the years. And I said to myself, you know what, I must catch up with Alice again today to hear her take on where the event is going. So we met at the Shames Satira Theatre earlier and who better to ask than someone who's been involved from the very start. Alice said she could see from the beginning the organisers were onto something big. My dad said the Kerry men are getting together and um, they're having a dance on such and such a date, will you go in for it? I said, oh, okay. And he said, make up the numbers. So I said, okay. When we came down originally, they'd everything organised, for example, to collect the New York rows. We went up to Shannon Airport in a convoy of cars and we came down the road uh, towards Tralee and they had bonfires lighting on the Kerry border and you had to have a passport. You stopped and you got a passport to come into the Kingdom of Kerry for the Rose of Tralee Festival. Like the county final days in yes, rural towns. absolutely. Bonfires on oh, each corner. Bonfires everywhere. Mm. It was brilliant. What are the biggest changes you've seen over the years? Well, one of the biggest things would be the numbers, obviously. We were just five people were in for the Rose of Tralee in 1959. In my day, there was no television but we were filmed by Movietone News and Pathé News. And that was a big deal because that went to the UK as well, as well as all the cinemas in Ireland. What do you think of the criticism the event does receive? Do you know, some people yes. will say that it's dated, yes. belongs to yes. the, a different yeah, era. We have Father Ted and the Lovely Girls competition. It's a very interesting take on it. But if you talked to any of the people over the years that took part or came to support somebody. What would come across as everyone has great fun. People say the friendships are really, really important. So as someone who's been there from the very beginning, Alice, what do you think the event needs to do to continue to be the success that it is? I think it does 
amazingly well and long may it continue to do amazingly well. I think we always have to keep our eyes on the future, the now and the future and after every event you have to look at the good, bad and indifferent things that may have happened and go with it if you see where it can be improved. All right, nice to hear from Alice O'Sullivan. The first ever Rose Trilly, she won it for Dublin in 1959. So, of course, Josh, uh, the festival is going to be special for her. But what about people around Trilly? Do they think any anything should be done or anything changed? Well, overall, many people were saying organisers should keep doing what they're doing and they're happy with it. Some people want to see more crack brought back into the town Others, more variety on the stage. But we know ourselves working in media, here, and it's all about the numbers, the viewers, the listeners, and the ratings have just been released this afternoon for last night's show, and it's good news for RTE and everyone involved. So from 8 to 9 o'clock, 308,300 people tuned in, which is 36,000 more than last year. Then after the news, till the end of the show, 406,400 people watched the Rose actually up 40,000 on last year. Was it down to people interested in how the dynamic of the co-hosting would work? Were more people out and about last summer not watching TV? Who knows? But back on the streets of Tralee this afternoon, I met with a mixture of age groups to hear their views on the event and if there needs to be changes. More family orientated now than it used to be one time. It was more of a, a drinking thing. Couldn't walk the streets and there'd be no cars left to drive up and downtown. So it's kind of, it's a lot quieter festival than it used to be one time. And you live locally, are you? I am, yeah. So I'm sure you have good yeah. memories. I do, yeah. Very fond memories, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's great. It's great to see the crowds around. Um, is there anything you think they can do to change it or would you leave the way it is? I don't know. I'd say maybe if they brought in some big headlines music-wise, it would probably draw a bigger crowd and uh, maybe more of a mixed crowd. I think it's a bit old fashion. I feel like they could be a bit more inclusive like and stuff. How would you make it more inclusive? I mean like they don't all have to wear dresses and stuff and I feel, I know they've gotten a bit more inclusive but like they're all young women and stuff. And do you watch it yourself? Yeah I do yeah yeah I still watch like it's good. But, yeah. You still watch it out of interest but you'd prefer more variety on stage? Yeah yeah. I think it's much better than what it used to be. I think the uh, music is better, better TV coverage. Keep going, keep doing it. We watched it last night at home and I do prefer just one. I think that there was a lot going on on stage, but they both did an amazing job. I just like the one. Yeah. yeah. I actually think it's really good. Catherine Thomas is very good. They yeah. kind of bounce off each other, do you know? Yeah. I think they're pretty in- inclusive, especially this year now. Like, I, do, I, think, I do think they're doing a good job at inclusion and diversity and I was really impressed by last night's show anyways. And As, to, as two <laughs> local girls, did you ever think of taking part over the years? Um, yeah, we're the original roses of Trilly. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I might apply next year. Michelle Cunlin. Ah, vote for me. Yeah. All right, uh, vote for Michelle there. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the campaigning starting early. What about other previous winners? Did you meet any, Josh? I did. And look, one thing that many people have said to me over the past few days here in Trilly is the connection they build up with the, the town and those they meet at the festival. They keep on returning. I met one woman from Queensland in Australia. It's her 12th time at the festival and then the roses, that they create great bonds with each other. They're sharing rooms on the road together. And it's the same with the escorts. They're off having the crack. But earlier on, I met with a number of previous rose winners from different generations. And, and they're going out to functions and tours decades later together. I sat down with Kirsty O'Shea, formerly Kirsty Flynn, who represented the Midlands UK in 1993 and won. So Kirsty is marking her 30th year this year. And I also met with Anne Tye, formerly Anne Foley, who won the Rose of Chile for Birmingham in 1967. So there would have been many changes between the years they both t- took part themselves, but even more so today. Uh, now married women can enter, transgender women, 
those aged up to 29. So there, there are adjustments made to the rules every three to four years. Anne starts off by telling me what it was like when she won the Rose of Tralee. In 1967, it was in the Ash Memorial Hall and you went out on stage afterwards, out onto Denny Street and the crowd was all there. It was a much smaller venue. There were 19 girls taking part. From the Memorial Hall to the, the dome-styled marquee to now up in the Munster Technological University, is the festival, is it staying current? The change in format with the co-hosts, the roses themselves sharing personal stories that might not have been told a few years ago or doing different types of talents. I think that it is a sign of the times and times have changed, particularly for women. In 1967, women were still at home, but now we're on equal terms. It's taken a long time, and I think it's great to have a co-host that's female. You know, certainly in the lead-up to this festival, as in every year, there's a lot of um, usual rose bashing that goes on, and we're so used to it at this stage. One thing everyone needs to look at and remember is when the accusations fly that it's old-fashioned, it's anachronistic, it's uh, anti-feminist, the Rose of Tralee Festival is just representative of Irish women, whether they're here in Ireland or based wherever in the world, at that time in history. So if you look back to 1967, it may seem old-fashioned because everything seemed old-fashioned now from our perspective here but where we are now we're looking at these incredible strong intelligent women from whichever background they come from who are brave enough to stand up and represent their communities people are accusing it of being elitist but they're not this is what Irish women are doing so all the Rose of Tralee is doing is mirroring where Irish women are today and this is something that should be celebrated because isn't it wonderful that finally we are getting there on the stage where we are breaking glass ceilings and it is great to have so many brilliant strong women who represent themselves so well and are fantastic role models rather than just influencers. All right, just a couple of the previous winners there speaking to our reporter Josh Crosby uh, in Tralee. Josh, thank you very much for that. The finale uh, is in on TV rather uh, tonight for the what 400 odd thousand people uh, who might watch it. I wasn't one of them, I have to admit. Didn't watch it last night. I was watching The Athletics, which we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit later uh, on the uh, show. Uh, lots of to come besides that. 